You are listening to the Soundtrack to My Life podcast, presented by Radio Horizon. This podcast series has been created to help raise money for the Million Makers Challenge by the Princess Trust. Each year, the Million Makers Challenge collectively raises over £1 million to change the lives of young people across the UK. You can find out more about the Million Makers Challenge and about the Princess Trust by clicking the link. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider donating through our Just Given form below. Thank you and enjoy. Okay, and welcome back to another episode of Soundtrack to My Life by Radio Horizon. Today, I am joined by Laura Haywood, who is part of the Be Inspired team. Uh, so, Laura, do you want to say hi to everyone at home and just tell us a bit more about yourself? Yes, of course. Hello. Nice to see you, Josh. Um, so, I'm Laura Haywood. I head up Retail Week's Diversity and Inclusion Programme, so that's Be Inspired. Um, and I've been with Essential for, I was thinking about this earlier, I think it's nine years that's a scary just amount a, of time. A small nine years, a light <laughs> nine year run. Yeah. <laughs> no. So um, and I'm I'm a mum. I'm I may be a runner. I'm a person <laughs> with questionable musical tastes, as I think you'll probably find out. Um, but yeah, really looking forward to the chat today. I feel like it's going to be a strong podcast when you start with, I may be a runner. I may be a runner. I'm trying to be a runner. Maybe that's the best way to describe <laughs> I it. I certainly have intentions of being considered a runner. <laughs> it's not always going well. Yeah. I think that's how we should all describe ourselves and things that we wish yeah, to Yeah, exactly. Be. It's all that's aspirational, isn't it? Yeah. I might start introducing myself. I'm Josh. I may be a millionaire. <laughs> oh, I like yeah. that. Yes. Never know. Let's go with that one. Keep trying. <laughs> <laughs> So thank you for joining us as always for the listeners at home if you haven't heard one of these episodes before I have sent across to Laura uh, not too long ago a series of six questions five of which are music based and one sort of special guest question at the end and we are going to dive into them get her answers for them pick apart her deep-seated psyche around all of these <laughs> wonderful songs uh, and hopefully learn a little bit more about Laura a little bit more about what she's into and uh, a little bit more about the Princess Trust and be inspired throughout. So we're going to kick off as always with the song that always cheers you up and th this is an interesting choice yes. so please do take it away what song always cheers so you up. So it's a weird one because if you listen to it it's not the most upbeat of songs but the reason I chose it was the memory it was linked to so I guess that's ah, why that's yeah. what cheers me up which I can explain because I do appreciate on paper it's not that jolly. Um, so the song I chose, it's a Metallica song. It's Nothing Else Matters. Um, but particularly they did an album, I mean, I don't know how many years ago, but it's the it's the S&M album. So it's with the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra who are would, playing behind them. If you'd like to feel probably slightly old, it was 1999. 1999, okay, yeah. So 20, coming up on 23. Oh my God, that is a long time. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, as I say, a strange one, but the reason I chose it was this was actually mine and my husband's first dance at our wedding, which again, sounds strange, um, but the live version, the li this version, else, yeah, or not, not like, of the recorded version of Metallica doing it through the speakers, um, yeah. not actually a full orchestra, <laughs> which would have been amazing. We missed yeah. the trick there. <laughs> Um, and so yeah, it's a song. So we, growing up, we always listened to Metallica and loved it. And many, many moons before we were thinking about getting married or having children, we both randomly, I think we were on a car journey and my husband kind of, well, husband, not husband then, he looked at me and was like, oh, if we ever get married, could we have this song as our first dance? And it sounds really silly, but I was genuinely thinking the same thing at the same time, which is very odd. So it's always been a song that we, 
generally was just kind of I guess our song and we thought actually it's a different choice it's not the normal first first dance type of song um, and on the day we had a friend help us prepare like a little routine to it so we didn't just stand there looking silly you know like people hold hands and shift from just sway foot to foot we didn't want to do that because we thought oh god this is this is not going to go well so we had a <laughs> little yeah a little routine which was really fun and for me the reason why when you said a song that cheers you up it just massively cheers me up because of the memory of that day I mean Obviously, people always say, you know, your, your wedding day is your best day ever. It's actually, for me, more to do with it. It was just a moment of, in time that now, being older, I look back on and I appreciate how amazingly fantastic that was. It was, you know, full of the people that we love and loved and sadly some we've lost. And it was just that brilliant moment in time where it was just fantastic. It was such a wonderful day. And it just makes me really happy to think of it. And, you know, we danced, we did our little routine I got spun around people cheered I remember my mum and dad came onto the dance floor and we danced with them and my sister and bridesmaid and all of James's siblings and it was just wonderful and yeah so that was why I chose this one I mean, it is a beautiful song. I can see it being very danceable. It's got yeah. like a nice rhythmic to it's it. It's got a good melody and, and the, like exactly. the sentiments and the words yeah. are, are lovely, despite it being a Metallica song. <laughs> Quite slow. Did you go for like the full six and a half minute long... I think routine? we, like, was it we got to our end? DJ to edit some of it together. Um, so you didn't say, have all of it. But the, I think it starts with like it's really a long, very the orchestra long introduction but in the beginning is massively well, yeah. long. But what was also funny, we were in a very old barn and it had a sound counsellor. So if you actually got too loud, I, I guess above a certain amount of decibels, the, all the speaker system cut out. So at lots of points during the evening, if people cheered too loudly or the music was too loud, it would cut out anyway, which ended up being brilliant because loads of our friends were just having such a good time and singing that the music would go, but they just continue singing. So it was really fun. That's a bit ridiculous. I can't imagine a, uh, a sound counsellor being a particularly useful thing to Not, at, not anyway, at a, but... um, a quite excitable... Uh, disco basically <laughs> yeah yes well i mean as you alluded to it's just as much about the memories as it is about the songs with some of these yeah. things so whilst historically that might not be something that someone puts on when they need to perk themselves no. up, it's obviously associated with a memory for yourself that brings great joy and i'm sure people listening at home can find sort of i suppose odd songs would be the way to describe it songs that you wouldn't necessarily instantly connect with that sort of emotion definitely if you were to listen to it by yourself yeah. but for someone else it's got yeah. a completely different and, and surely that's that's absolutely what music is i mean music oh, has that ability to just transport you to a moment that you might not have even remembered that you you was in your memory and suddenly you I'm hear sure you a probably song did remember that moment, this though. one i remember <laughs> but there's you know so many songs out there that you hear and you go back to you know different periods in your life and how you felt and i love that about music and i yeah, think you'll always absolutely. have that and i think that's just phenomenal i'm fairly certain as well that um 
recently, I think it was uh, like beginning of this year, Miley Cyrus did a version of Nothing Else Matters that was actually oh, really? pretty decent. Oh. Yeah, I'm just... Again, just to give everyone the peek behind the curtain, I don't have some weird encyclopedic <laughs> photo. All about Miley Cyrus songs. All about Miley Cyrus and her music, <laughs> but um, but it was also uh, had Elton John on piano, ah. uh, Chad Smith, who's the drummer from That's Metallica, uh, from Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, the current Metallica bassist, and then the cellist Yo-Yo Ma Ooh. was also. That's very cool. On there. I'll have to listen to that. So yeah, check it out. And I think she did it on. Um, I think she's been doing it a while because I. I do remember her doing it at Glastonbury. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing like that on YouTube. So you see, it's, it crosses genres and you know singers and <laughs> all of that. Well, it was in the um, it was in the the sort of like tribute album that Metallica released a couple of months back. Now mm-hmm. I think it's uh, the Blacklist, mm-hmm. which is like a tribute to the to the Black album, which yeah. just has like a load of different cover versions of songs from that album mm-hmm. I mean, metallica is brilliant I, I must say yeah. it's a band that we listen to quite a lot we've um they, i'm looking at the track listing now it's like that each song from the so it's what is this this looks like one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven eleven songs but there's some of the songs have got like five or six different cover versions on <laughs> On the album. Excellent. So you can, uh, yeah, something to check out is the the Blacklist album from the South. Yeah. The, it is four hours long. I mean, you just commit some time to it. That's fine. Put some time aside. It's four times the length of the Black album. Put wow. some time aside and listen to the... Uh, <laughs> every artist you could ever imagine's version of various Excellent. Metallica songs. Exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So moving on to our next question then, uh, as I say every time I record this podcast, we originally said what song has got you through the last 18 months, but obviously we are now well, it's even longer. 18 months. <laughs> yeah. I think we're at, coming up to 22 or 23 mm-hmm. months now. So this is more of a sort of indication of in this entire sort of two years coming up to now time period, obviously people have struggled, everyone's had to go through difficult things, everyone's lives changed drastically. But as you said before, music can have a really powerful sort of effect on people and can help move you and bring new emotions in. So we wanted to know what song has got you through the last yeah. sort of 18 months to two years. So this song is interesting because I was weighing it up and initially we were looking on our Spotify list because I think that's always quite a good indication of the songs mm. that you listen to. But <laughs> they, they do like an end of year roundup and they tell you what genres you mostly listen to and yep. ours is a, in my household is a mixture of the top is like sea shanties and then it's got rock and then it's got frozen and other disney songs <laughs> so it was, i was kind of trying to 
think back to what we've listened to and I think that's a real sort of hodgepodge of many many songs that gets played in this house but me personally I'm I'm a massive musicals fan yeah. Like anybody who knows me knows that I'm not cool in my musical taste. I don't necessarily listen to current stuff, but give me a musical and I'm very happy. It's always been that way. I can't imagine it changing. Um, and then during lockdown, I was very late to the party, but I started listening to Hamilton, which obviously has been around for quite a while and it's been massively yep. heralded. Uh, and I just hadn't listened to it. I don't know why. So in lockdown, I, as I said, I took up running because it was a really good chance to actually get out of the house for a bit of time, get away from children and, you know, just living in in one space altogether. And it was a a soundtrack that I listened to all the time and I still am. So I've been training for half marathon. So I've been doing a lot of running and literally every single run I've been on, I've had the Hamilton soundtrack that's how cool I am (laughs) and I love it I just think it's a fantastic musical it has such a mix of not just like your musical songs but it's a real mix of hip-hop and R&B and then your classic you know classic Broadway and and I guess also it was this is you know completely genuine that I listen to it all the time but actually it's great because it does link to what you know, I'd like to talk about a bit later, obviously, about Be Inspired, which is all about diversity in retail. And actually, Hamilton is a musical that absolutely broke broke barriers in terms of diversity in, in yeah. Broadway, because it's got a cast of really racially diverse people. Um, you know, the the actors on stage, there was never sort of ethnicities that were specified, but the whole point was it was trying to break away from that mould of white performers on stage or white people who were in the, you know, powerful positions making the choices and written by somebody who themselves um, is an immigrant and who looked Mm -hmm. at musicals growing up and thought, well, there's no place for me here and then watched, it was Rent the Musical, which came out, I think, in the 90s, which had a racially diverse cast and the composer and lyricist said, okay, well, actually, maybe I can be represented and maybe I can be powerful in this industry. Um, So it, it does represent a lot to me that I think is really important and there are parallels with Be Inspired but similarly it's just a fantastic musical and I really can't overstate how much I listen to it. (laughs) I am not throwing away my shot, I am not throwing away my shot, yo I'm just like my country, I'm young, scrappy and hungry and I'm not throwing away my shot. To King's College, I probably shouldn't brag, but dag, I'm amazed and astonished. The problem is, I got a lot of brains, but no polish. I got a holler just to be heard with every word. I drop knowledge, I'm a diamond in the rough, a shiny piece of coal. Trying to reach my goal, my power of speech, unimpeachable. Only 19, but my mind is older. These New York City streets get cold. I mean, incredible points. Uh, clearly, your love for the soundtrack did come across. What I would say is. I don't know if you actually mentioned the song name. Ah, oh, so the song name. There well, we go. <laughs> again, this is a very difficult one because I love all the songs in it. But there's a song quite near the beginning. It's called My Shot. And it's yep. Alexander Hamilton sort of laying out what his ambitions are, why he wants to do what he wants to achieve. And it's all about yeah aiming for a goal and having that ambition. And it's just a really great song. And you get introduced to all the characters and it definitely sort of inspires me as I'm running along. It's got a really good beat behind it. Yeah. And I just think it's fantastically performed. So 
I could have chosen any of the songs, but I thought I'd go with this one. Go with my shot. Yeah. yeah. Amazing song. I think it's on my gym playlist for similar reasons. Yeah, it's very uplifting. Upbeat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So did you get a chance to watch the uh, Disney yes so that was the first chance i'd seen it so that was in lockdown which was brilliant because actually during lockdown i managed to watch quite they were streaming a lot of musicals say on you know on youtube yeah they did the the andrew lloyd webber like once a week stream yeah watching i think it just gave me the opera on that one probably like a lot of people it gave you a chance to go back to some of your hobbies and things that you loved Mm. a while ago maybe normal life meant you didn't have time and i went back to things a bit so i watched the disney plus version and then um I went to go and see Hamilton. It was probably only a few months ago in London, and loved it. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I saw it. I, I caught it pre-lockdown. Excellent. I think uh, I think it must have been around September time in 2019. Mm-hmm. It's great, amazing show, amazing use of the uh, the scenery as well. Yeah, really With clever. The, uh, the spinning, like the revolve in the center well. of the stage, yeah, it was amazing, and... amazing use. Yeah. But incredible song for my show, as you mentioned, um, for the sort of music nerds who are listening who like to hear about all the various sampling and things like that so as you said throughout the entire Hamilton soundtrack there's a big sort of lean on hip-hop and things like that and my shot specifically contains interpolations of Shook Ones Part 2 by Mob Deep and going back to Cali by the Notorious Mm B.O.B. and as a bit of a sort of uh, fan of some of that old school hip-hop as well when I was first listening through it it was great to sort of pick up on these these little ones where you're like oh wait I recognize that that comes from because the exact lines from Shook ones, you're like, oh. Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't know any of those references, but having sort of read around it and read a lot of, say, interviews with Lin Manuel Miranda and yeah. hearing his influences and being very, he's what I love is that he's a, an amazing composer, but he's really honest about what his inspiration is and how he does sample rappers and you know, hip-hop songs that he loves and similarly musicals that he loves. You've got elements that he, he's brought all together and he doesn't yeah. shy well, doesn't kind of shy away from admitting that. Sort of says, yeah, if I, I like these these bits from different songs and I'll sample them and I'll put them in my show and, and it's about having that, that sort of mash, I suppose, of lots of different genres coming together. Obviously, Lovely. incredibly successfully, you know, the success of this right. show. Well, I think it's won a load of... Did it win... Um... Won quite a few Tonys. Lots of Tonys, I think various other awards. And continues to. uh, Grammys, Mm. yeah, absolutely. Did you get a chance to check out the the Hamilton mixtape as well? I I know of the Hamilton mixtape, I haven't heard it, but I do need to do that. You should check that one out, it's very good as well. Basically, I'm going to be making notes as we talk to be like, right, this is now what I need to go back and listen to. (laughs) Yeah, check out this, and then I've got the the Miley Cyrus, nothing else matters, and I've got the Hamilton mixtape. You're going to come away from this with homework, I think. So, um, so moving away from Hamilton and moving away from the sort of last 18 months and traveling even further back in time, uh, as we said, music has the ability to take people to different places and moments in time. I think for a lot of people, one of the places it can take you more often than not is your childhood mm-hmm. with memories of various songs and things that you were played by your parents and things like that. So we wanted to know nice and simply what song always reminds you of your child yeah so this one is it's like a moment in time one rather than songs that our parents always played us so because i'm whatsapp my sister was like right what songs would you say you linked to childhood and it was just a hilarious combination of like jean-michel jarre and queen and um i don't even know who sung it but these boots are made for walking and you know so many funny different (laughs) 
so many funny different songs that you know you just remember listening to and another one of mine I remember listening to in the car was um Wright Said Fred which is like this is very bizarre but anyway this one is a particular song I think I was about seven and we went away to France on a holiday and it was very exciting to go you know abroad somewhere and we went yeah, on one of those um was it P&O ferries Yep. And in my head, this ferry was the biggest, this is how I remember it, the biggest, most spangly, amazing ferry. And I'm sure, although I can't imagine that this is necessarily true, I'm sure there was a cabaret show. I really remember there was some On sort a ferry of, to France. I know. I wouldn't know about <laughs> But I'm sure. <laughs> so this song was played in my memory of this cabaret show that maybe wasn't a cabaret show at all <laughs> and I really remember it and it's always stuck with me and it's just hilarious it's, <laughs> so, it, was it did was it Dover to Calais that you were probably the 90 minute ferry <laughs> <laughs> I mean now you bring it up it does sound bizarre but <laughs> honestly only about 30 miles between Dover and Calais. I can remember this this show and I'm sure there were performers and I don't know but it's um so it's 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 I'm so excited which I actually had to look up who the the band the were sisters, so it's Pointer yeah. Sisters which I wasn't even aware of I guess as a kid it was just a song that I heard and I remember more latterly we had one of those is it Casio keyboards and it was one of yeah. the um you know, you could have like a demo and I think it was on the demo mm-hmm. as well. And it's just a song that always makes me smile and makes me think of that trip. And I think it's quite upbeat and quite good fun. And I listened to it the other night when I was thinking about this podcast. I was like, yeah, it's a good, it's a good jolly song. And it reminds me of a, you know, great holiday, being away, being on the beach, being with friends, you know, barbecues in the rain, all of that kind of stuff. It's just a great childhood song, really. Tonight, tonight we're gonna make it happen Tonight we'll put all other things aside Give in this time and show me some affection We're going for those pleasures in the night I want to love you, feel you, wrap myself around you I want to squeeze you, please you I mean, I think a lot of people recognise the song. Again, as you said, I don't know how many people will know the artist behind it and things like that, but it was definitely a huge, huge song that remains to be sort of referenced throughout and people like recognise it mm. and things like that. Um, so it was 1982 right. was the, the original. So, I mean, it's... I struggle to believe it was, <laughs> it was a cabaret. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna call the, my mum after this and, and discuss it in depth. Suggest it wasn't a cabaret. <laughs> in my mind, are you sure you didn't just like stumble into it was probably a, just a group going to France or a cinema or screen or something? Yeah, <laughs> maybe you stumbled upon like the actual Pointer Sisters. Maybe, and you're like, oh, what a wonderful uh, cabaret! Yes, this how is. wonderful. But it also does not surprise me that piano fairies would have been playing. I'm so excited on on the way over to France. <laughs> But it's, I, th- I think it, it raises like a really fun point, which is when you are a kid and you have these holidays and they seem so, so exciting. big and out there and you you recognise songs from being part of that experience. Totally. You, again, it's like a positive experience. You were going on a holiday, you were mm. excited. 
a song you've maybe never heard before or hadn't heard in a while. Probably felt grown up because exactly. we were going abroad and, you know, we were at this cabaret show. And yeah, it does make you realise, I think for me now being a parent, looking at experiences through children's eyes, they're excited by everything. Anything is an adventure and that's lovely. 100%. It's really nice. And everything can be a cabaret show. Well... Because... <laughs> Two drunk men singing the Pointer Sisters exactly. on a ferry to France. Don't or... ruin, don't ruin my memory. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for all we know, this was like an actual thing. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to delve into this. I will come back to you. We can have a second podcast. Uh, I will, yeah. And I will <laughs> tell you what I've discovered. All the listeners are on this. Imagine, let's just live in a world where it was a cabaret. Imagine the poor person who has to organise and run a cabaret for a 90-minute ferry. <laughs> it's not quite like a big fancy cruise, is it? I mean, I can, like... I can believe that would have been the case, but this definitely was You've got wasn't. 20 minutes, you have to fit the entire show in. Including top the to bottom sisters. with no mistakes, including the live Pointer Sisters reunion that we've included. Uh, and you've got one audience member and it's a small... A seven-year-old seven girl, girl exactly, being very excited. Who's gone into the wrong room. <laughs> and her parents are looking for her. <laughs> but, um, point to sisters, I'm so excited. <laughs> Wonderful song choice. I'm so excited. So we'll take a sort of step back from the from the world of music for a minute and I will hand over the proverbial microphone to you uh, and just give you the opportunity to talk the listeners at home through a bit more about Be Inspired, what it is that you guys do over there, what it is you're trying to achieve and just any way that people can sort of help out and get involved. So Fantastic. I will leave the floor, so to speak, Thank and you. let you take it away. Yeah, I really appreciate the chance just to um, promote it a bit really and, and tell people about it. So... Be Inspired is a diversity and inclusion programme and it was set up, it was back in 2016, so it was sort of five, six years ago. And at the time there was, a, well and still is, a real problem in retail that women, uh, you know, weren't getting to exec positions. You'd look at like the makeup of executive boards and it was predominantly men. And so it was set up as a, as a gender diversity programme. So to help them have kind of the tools and the knowledge and the inspiration they needed to progress further in retail. But I'd say within sort of a year or so, we realised as a team that that kind of didn't go far enough. It's not enough just to support women in retail, because if you look across the board, there is a huge problem with representation um, and people feeling like they are represented in whatever strand of diversity they are from. You look at the makeups of, you know, FTSE 100 boards, and it's incredibly low in terms of um, racial representation. Um, you know, there's, there's so many problems with diversity in retail that we realise we have to expand this programme. So its mission now is is very much to give anybody so that is regardless of your background your gender your age your race your sexual orientation or your ability we want to give anybody the chance to fulfill their career aspirations so we're not saying everybody wants to become you know on c-suite on boards it's saying if, if you come into retail and you want to be on the shop floor but you don't feel represented you're not going to feel supported 
and you're probably going to leave retail. So we want anybody to feel that they can have those connections and that knowledge and the tools that they need to progress. So it's it's very much we work with retail partners and non-retail partners to support them on sort of their organization's journey to being better inclusive workplaces. So they might be quite far along the way with being great at being diverse and inclusive, but need to continue to need support. Or they might have just begun to consider that and need a lot of advice on how they they drive that within their organizations. And that's sort of where Be Inspired come in. So we'll run um, two conferences a year. We have a lot of um, sort of practical learning opportunities like workshops uh, with sort of DNI professionals and mentoring events, uh, steering groups. Uh, we do a lot of content on retailweek.com. So that's all about giving people uh, more knowledge so they can address these conversations in their workplaces. Um, for example, just produce an IND calendar. So that's looking at throughout the year how you can promote different religious and cultural holidays and those sort of month long DNI campaigns and how you can support your workforces throughout the year to really sort of break down those barriers and sort of in communication. Um, and yeah, so I guess it's sort of we work with our partners, we work with our ambassadors to make sure that we're active participants in driving that progressive change and in making sure that equality exists in retail. And it's something that's incredibly important, but that is you know, very well received and changing all the time. It's, it's a fascinating area to be to be working in. So, I mean, yeah, incredible stuff. Um, obviously, big, big part of Essential is is things like this and driving these sorts of awareness and driving these sorts of opportunities. So having a team of volunteers like yourself and like the other members in your team that are able to sort of step up and help out and drive these, drive these big events and these big, you know, helping companies and things like that is a huge, not just, not just a huge feather in the cap for the company, but a huge opportunity that, that we can help take advantage of and help support with. So is is there any ways that people can get in contact with you? Obviously, we'll be sharing information on the site and things like that. But if anyone was super eager beaver, is there anything? Definitely. They can do? So for people who are in in retail and who are either retailers themselves or work within the retail industry, it's worth checking out our website. So if you go to it's um, retail-week.com forward slash be inspired. Um, and that has all the information in terms of what we do and how, as a retailer, you could become involved as a retail partner. And we list all the events that we run, which are open to, ones are open to everybody, ones are exclusive to retail partners. And when we're doing our conferences, so we have a big one in the, coming up in the summer and then one in November. So there's all that information. Similarly, if you're a person who's really passionate about DNI and furthering that conversation, we have a group of ambassadors. We have, I think, over 140 ambassadors now, and they're from um, like many different FMCG companies, and they are people who really want to stand up in their organisations and shout about this it can further the cause and to you know support us as we sort of can continue this drive so that's another way to get involved or um any companies who aren't retailers but who want to align with the retail industry and want to be a non-retail partner um there's loads of opportunities for again you know furthering furthering the conversations looking at what is important to to dni and really sort of breaking down 
those barriers. So yeah, definitely say check out the website or mm. we're on Twitter. I think it's hashtag RWBeInspired. So it's always, you know, we're always talking on Twitter. Um, and the, yeah, the next big thing will be coming along to our summer conference. So I guess... I guess I'd like to kind of give it a little flavour. We've just finished running, um, it was a conference called Diversity Futures in, it just finished in November, so that was a senior leadership conference. Yeah. That really looked at the different strands of diversity in a very specific way. So we had sex- sessions that were very focused on, say, um, you know, supporting your trans colleagues and customers or one on intersectionality or mm. like we had this brilliant round table about supporting um, staff who are going through the menopause. So we, we really break down strands of diversity to properly get to the heart of what you need to know, how you can equip yourself better as a, as a leader or as an organisation. So you're having the right conversations and you're offering the right support and you understand about these areas and you can make yourselves better it's kind of empowering yourself and and recognizing I suppose that sort of inclusion really starts with each and every one of us in our conversations and our language and and our actions within within workplaces Um, and we'll kind of continue that for the June conference so that would be yeah great for people to check out the website and see as we develop the marketing for that what's going on and what our focus will be yeah, so we'll include links with the... Uh, yeah, that'd be great. ...for everybody thank to you. take a look at, so thank you so much. Uh, to bring us back towards the sort of song choices then, for our fourth one, we took a look at the Princess Trust um, and what they try and sort of do in supporting the supporting the youth of the country and some of their ethos and values. And one of the things that they, they say is that they, they try and make people feel inspired and empowered. So we took that and turned it into a question within itself and wanted to ask you what song makes you feel inspired and empowered. Mm, and it's a great it's a great question. And again, I just loved the the links that has to be inspired. That's exactly what we're trying to achieve, and it's really nice to sort of bring it together. Um, we were quite proud when we came up. Yeah, well done. We were like, ah, oh, we're onto a corker here. Now, yeah. <laughs> fans um, are gonna love that one. Exactly. So this is a choice actually for my, I've got two girls, so I've got two and a half year old and a four year old. And this is a song that I think they, well, they listen to a lot. It is played a lot at our house. They are constantly running around our kitchen island singing to it. They know most of the words in in an American accent. Um, So this is a song for them. So it's from Moana Earth film um, and it's How Far I'll Go, which I think if there are any parents listening, they will probably say their children would also choose this song because it's very popular in a certain age group. Every turn I take, every trail I track, every path I make, every road leads back to the place I know where I cannot go, where I long to be. See the light where the sky needs to see, it calls me. And no one knows how far it goes. If the wind in my sail on the sea stays behind me, one day I'll know. But this, the sentiments behind it are brilliant. So it's a feisty young girl. She's really fiery. She has an, you know, she has a dream. And the song is about listen to your heart don't necessarily listen to what your duty is or what your head is saying you've mm. you've kind of got to you've got to aim for that and you know be courageous you know it's sort of about finding out what your potential is and, and that is a message I love because you know I'm we're bringing up two girls who I want to be 
headstrong and assertive and know what they want. And I think already, although they're really young, they associate this, they love this song. And that already kind of goes to show that there's something in them that, that will drive them. And, and I love that message. I think, yeah, it's about be empowered, find your own strength. So although it's a cheesy Disney choice, I still think, yes, yeah, I stand by the choice. <laughs> I mean, I, I grew up in the in the 90s with the sort of heyday of Disney animation with Lion King and Hercules mm-hmm. and all those sorts of things. And Disney do great, inspiring songs. They do. Like, they absolutely just, do. They're very good at what they do. Yeah. Um, did you catch the link to one of your previous... Yeah, then I realised that was a link. <laughs> so it's the so Lin, Lin-Manuel Miranda, it's the same writer... And yeah. I think he performs on some of the songs. And I did think, oh, maybe I need to change it for that. Because no, I'm like, actually, no. He's he's doing pretty well at the moment. And if I'm honest, we do listen to this song all the time. So I can't deny that. <laughs> so, no, yes. You can't deny, can't deny Lynn with his multiple appearances. Well, yeah. He's, he's... <laughs> he's very good. I mean, incredible song. Um, incredible film. Um, well, okay. I've heard amazing things about the film. I actually haven't watched it myself yet. You can come around and sit with two small people who (laughs) like it very much. (laughs) Weirdly, I will say that for some reason I've seen the scene of the crab. Yeah, shiny. Yeah, I've seen that. (laughs) I don't know why. And you've got um, you've got the rock Dwayne is it Dwayne Johnson as um, yep. as Maui in the film. So it's there's so many elements to enjoy in this in this film. Exactly, uh, but check it check it out obviously, and yeah, definitely check out that song. And I think it was um, the performer of the the song, the artist, the woman who plays Moana, and mm. uh, I'm I'm not going to try and pronounce her name. But How do you say uh, A native native Hawaiian. Mm. Um, no, I'm not even going to give it a try. But uh, native Hawaiian actress who was previously undiscovered as well. Very much so. I think it adds to the sort of story around that as well. And yeah, and it's brilliant because I think in in the filming of it, they use a lot of native Hawaiian Mm. performers, um, and they have some parts of it which is in Hawaiian. Well, if it's Hawaii, I don't know, but it's definitely tries to keep that heritage. And make sure that it was having those sorts of performers, and that's really important. Yeah, I think it's Polynesian. Was it Polynesian? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But incredible song, incredible. Uh, I've heard incredible film, and when I get around to seeing it, I'll agree absolutely. myself. And there's also Nicole Scherzinger, I think, as a, a character's voice for a very short time in it. <laughs> Doesn't play the weird crab that I remember. No, she, my, she's uh, the mother, I think, but she only has like a couple of lines in a very early song, and that's it, sadly. Ah, fair enough. <laughs> But there we are. How far I'll go from the Moana soundtrack. Yeah. So to finish off our song-based questions, uh, we wanted to end off with, I think it's sort of a classic song question that everyone gets asked when yeah. they do any sort of podcast like this. But always interesting to know. Um, so we wanted to know what song always gets you on the dance floor other than Nothing Else Matters by Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't even know if that would get me running into a dance floor. You'd, you'd probably think it was odd if you, you heard it if you were out. The, if you were out with a club or something. Not that I go clubbing anymore. but um, So, yeah, so this one is definitely sort of harking back to student days and clubbing and parties. And if you hear it at a wedding or nowadays more if, you know, you have a kitchen disco with friends. If this song plays, I will guarantee you I will be dancing. It won't be pretty dancing, but it will be dancing. Um, so it's Queen, who I love anyway. And it's Don't Stop Me Now. It's a classic 
but you can't not dance to it and do the actions and run around a bit like a mad fool. I mean, again, Queen have some incredible songs, but oh, I think gosh, this is definitely one of their most, one of their more well known. Yeah. And I just the lyrics on it are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> very strange. It, very, uh, yes. They they go a bit weird. But it's the musicality of it. I, I yeah. guess that's probably why I've always loved Queen. It was, as you say, uh, as you said earlier on, you know, it was played in our house, and I've always really enjoyed their songs, and they are very musical. And dramatic and obviously you've got Freddie Mercury's amazing voice and all the instrumentals and the guitar and I just just think Queen are brilliant but this one particularly I will always dance to. I know that Queen have a like a record or something like that which is I think they're like the only band to have every single member be a writer of, mm. one, like, of like three top three hits or something that's but amazing. I can't, I can't remember it off the top of my head, but they've got some sort of like, yeah, every single member has a top 10 hit. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised like to think how long they were around for. And yeah. yeah, I think everybody did have a really big involvement in the song creation. Um, but yeah, it's brilliant. And if you do like musicals, <laughs> there was, and I think it might still be going, there was a musical made um, called We Will Rock You which wasn't linked to the Queen's story, but it had all the Queen's songs in, and it was very good. So if you ever get a chance to listen to that, I'd recommend it. I have found it. It's uh, They're the only group in which every single member has composed more than one number one single. Wow. And as such, they were all inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. fame. Ah. But if you look at it as well, they're, they're fully split up. So Freddie did Don't Stop Me Now, Bohemian Rhapsody, Somebody to Love, and a few others. John Deacon, another one bites the dust. I want mm-hmm. to break free. Roger Taylor, Radio Gaga, kind of magic. Brian May with "We Will Rock You." Who wants to live forever? Like yeah, and that's amazing because really some of like their amount. best songs, all of those are. But then that goes to show how amazing a band they yeah, were. Because absolutely. if you ask anybody about Queen, one they'll know Queen songs, and they'll probably list like five that are their favourites. I mean, they're just such a good band. Exactly. And I think still performing. Yeah, I don't know who... I can't remember off the top of my head who the current lead singer is. Is, I know Ad, it was, is it Adam Lambert? Yeah, still? that was the previous one. Oh, Adam right. something. It, he might still be the current one. I, I think he uh, might be. I know he's been around with them for a long time. But I feel like he could be. I also, I can never remember his surname. I think Adam Lambert. In, um, Lambert, that was it, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh... I think they, oh, I think I know why. I think it's because they perform as Queen and... I guess because maybe it's... Adam Lambert, so there's like two, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so they still perform as Queen and the Adam Lambert together. So it's like, yeah, he's he's yeah. not officially in Queen. Yeah. But he fronts them. At, at yeah. That's another like band that, as so. well. If you ever, you know, people always say if you could go and see any band, alive or dead, who would it be? I think I'd have to choose Queen. Because it would have been phenomenal, you know, back in their heyday. would have been amazing. Oh, some of those videos they have of the... Uh, the, the, the is it the Wembley Arena or something like that? There's one so like, from... 
oh, so many just amazing yeah. performances. Yeah, definitely. That would have been phenomenal. Well, I mean, you could just go to see them next year. Well, yeah. Okay. Now, and now you can go back and see music again. Is that which like is Sunday, just... 5th of June? They're I at, don't uh, have anything in my the diary. O- the O2 Arena. I'll do it. it in. Don't yeah. We, um... How's that on your list of homework now you've got? What? Yeah, I've got to book some tickets. You've got, got four to check hour out some album. artists. You've got a two hour album. It's fine. I like having homework. <laughs> So, um, to finish us off with our questions today then, taking us away from the music, we like to ask what is one thing that the person we are talking with can't live without. Now, I will give a little sneak peek behind the curtain again, which is normally I get a, I get a chance to see these in advance, but I haven't seen this one from long yet. So any, any reaction is a genuine first time hearing it reaction so oh, I don't I think I feel like I had to choose something that's a bit more out, out there that maybe no you stick with whatever you want so, so I find this a great question because in lockdown I got really into Desert Island Discs as, yeah, as anybody ins- who knows me will know. of this podcast yes so I listened to it all the time you know when I got out walking and running and um and I'd always try and talk to people about it because it was something I could talk about <laughs> because you know when during lockdown we didn't all do that much of our lives so people always laugh at me because I loved so I've heard many many answers from famous people Um, but I was really thinking about this and I think I've got to be really honest with myself there is something that if I go anywhere if I don't have with me I get really upset like I genuinely couldn't travel with this thing and it's very simple and it's very obvious but it's a book like I I, I couldn't get on a train I couldn't I literally wouldn't travel anywhere without a book and I feel like I've always been that way However, I don't know how strict you're going to be because if you say what book, I can't give you an answer. <laughs> I, I think book is acceptable um, because it, it's that thing. It's like the opportunity to read. Oh, God, I love but it. I will force you to be a little bit more specific <laughs> and, and we can sort of turn this into another question, which is, so what have you recently been reading? What's so your current this go-to? Is, this is a good answer because it does link to the podcast as well. I've I thought you've very... set all of this up. You just No, no, no this is... I'll show you my Kindle. I even looked through my Kindle earlier to remember one of the most recent books I finished and loved was Dave Grohl's autobiography, which okay. I think he brought out. I think it's a fairly recent one that he's released. And it's amazing. I love autobiographies anyway. Um, and generally, if I look through my list of books I've read, a lot of them are music autobiographies. Just mm. I find the people often fascinating and their experiences are so extreme. They're great to read. It's like, say, for example, I do remember when my first um, girl was born, I spent a lot of time just obviously at home, like feeding, and, and I'd love to have a book with me. And it would be things like I was reading, say, Steve Adler's autobiography from Guns N' Roses. And I'd be, yep. you know, I'd be in L.A. on the Sunset Strip back in the 80s. Well, actually, I was at home with a newborn baby, you know, it's stuff like that. I just really love, yeah, love autobiographies. Dave Grohl's is fascinating like the experiences he's had and the people he's performed with and and his take on it it's a really good book i definitely recommend it 
I think it came out a couple of months ago, didn't it? Or like yeah, it was fairly recently. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really interesting. And I don't, I would say I probably don't, li- I don't listen to Foo Fighters. I don't know, m- I probably know more songs what? of theirs than I realise. What? I know, I know. I told you, I'm not Incredible cool. song. Incredible <laughs> um, and similarly, you know, Nirvana sounds like Teen Spirit is a song I definitely associate with being like 17. Yeah. Um, but it's really interesting to hear how hugely musical he is and you know it sounds like he's wrote he so many plays of his songs most instruments and... yeah yeah it's a really good book highly recommend no. it so there we go a, a very large answer of a book followed by a, a very specific answer of <laughs> or you can give me a kindle book. and i'll be very happy there we go <laughs> you could, to be honest kindle probably makes more sense no, i've got access book, to everything it? and i will be happy forever if i have a book with me i can't live without a book I mean, for the people who are listening, I can, you know, we're on whatever it is, a Google Meet chat. There is a bookshelf directly behind <laughs> it's you. It's true. It's but like... this is quite questionable books behind me, actually. I, think, I mean, this is in my study, so they're not I can't, they're not I the can't good read books. the titles, I'm afraid. <laughs> that's probably a good, that's probably a good probably thing. Probably for the best. <laughs> okay, well, that brings us towards the end of uh, today's session. And obviously, thank you so much for jumping on and sharing with us a bit of insight into your music tastes and a bit of history into your life it was incredibly interesting and as i as i said some amazing choices and some slightly strange choices with very good reasons behind <laughs> yeah that, i'm happy with which that i think is exactly what we needed <laughs> uh, but is there anything you wanted to sort of say before we sign off and finish off no it's just it's been really good fun it's been lovely to talk about something different you know it's not very often that you really think about your musical choices mm. and what you like lis- like to listen to and as i say i think music is brilliant at evoking emotions and memories and it's really fun to talk about it and share what you know what you like and and hearing your views on it as well which is brilliant so yeah thank you so much for that and um yeah i guess just a call to action for anybody like do get in touch with me if you're interested in finding out more about be inspired um because you know so much that we're doing this year and we're evolving all the time and it's a really exciting point for us as a program um and yeah just big thanks to you guys and to the prince's trust and, and what you're doing because i know within essential huge amounts of effort goes into the million makers you know the, the the work that goes on there i mean i have some members of my be inspired team are on the million makers um is it the trust or i can't remember what you you, you know was on the on the team anyway the million and makers they, um megan's on the team yeah megan and sophie and they've worked yeah. so hard in um, the gala that they organised and the pantomime that's this weekend. Yep. And I know that they put in huge amounts of hours that are not in work time. I mean, they they are really dedicated to Million Makers and it's so commendable. So, yeah, just sort of, you know, big applause to everybody who's involved on that because it's a really worthwhile cause. No, thank you. We do appreciate it. Um, and thank you for taking the time out of your day to, to help support us with a podcast recording. Not at all. I've so... really, really enjoyed it. Wonderful. So uh, that'll do us for today. And for everyone listening at home, all of the information for today will be up on the site as well as the recording for you to listen to, obviously. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to me at this point. That would be very strange. Uh, But we will catch you next time. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Soundtrack to My Life, produced by Radio Horizon. You can find a Spotify playlist of the songs from today's episode below. This episode was produced as part of the Million Makers Challenge to help support the Prince's Trust. The Prince's Trust helps give young people the opportunity to create a better future through employment, education and enterprise. Radio Horizon is part of Team Horizon, who are raising money for the Prince's Trust through the Million Makers Challenge. 
You can donate to Team Horizon using the Just Given form below, and all money will go towards helping the Princess Trust achieve its goal of giving young people the best chance of success in years to come. Thank you.